The Gate of Eden's Waters Genesis 2.10 Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four riverheads. Ezekiel 31.16 I will make the nations quake at the sound of its fall when I cast it down to Sheol with those who descend into the pit and all the trees of Eden the choice and best of loving on all the trees that drink water will be comforted in the netherworld at Assyria's downfall. Holy Spirit, there's a water being released today out of your innermost being. There's a living water that removes the trees that don't bear fruit. There are trees that bear fruit by stolen waters, and there are trees that bear fruit by obedient waters. Listen, Every tree inside God's dominion will bear fruit and fruit that lasts. These are the obedient sons and daughters of the living God. So God's calling everyone into the temple of glory to serve Him with all of their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their strength, for His purposes and not their own. God the Father is demanding repentance that everyone return with all of their heart and let the glory, let the anointing accomplish God the Father's plans for your lives. With no interference of self, soul, brain, rebellion whatsoever. He's calling you to perfection. He's calling you to Eden. Eden perfection. To be a well-watered tree in the Garden of Eden. The issue is our souls are still partially if not entirely, in control of our own lives. You have to sacrifice your will in order for His will to be done. Jesus had a soul. Okay? The Son of God came in the likeness of sinful man, and He said, not my will, not my soul, but your will, your soul be done, Father, in me. If Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, had to sacrifice his own will, how much more us who come out of sin, the ones he died for? It's amazing how few actually sacrifice their soul, which is the carnal mind. The carnal mind. Romans chapter 8, the carnal mind that's at enmity against the spiritual mind. One is in the stomach, the other is in the brain. Okay? The stomach is the spiritual mind. There's a locker and a vault in your spiritual stomach called the bowels of compassion that has to be unlocked. In the King James Version, it says, He put His hand to my hole and my bowels were moved. The hole is the Eden gate, your spiritual portal into the third heaven. That hole has been dormant until you believe in Jesus and then John 7, 38 begins in your life. Out of your belly flows rivers. Out of your belly flows the rivers of the Garden of Eden, the rivers of Genesis 2.10. These rivers have been frozen and dormant in our spiritual stomachs. This is the time that the heavens melt and everyone releases the living waters out of their holes, out of their spirit, their portals. Amen. Now, the carnal mind will think it has something to do with the natural realm. It doesn't. The natural realm is a type and shadow. 
Okay, that's the old covenant. We're coming out of the old covenant. We're coming out of the sorcery. We're coming out of self-efforts and dead works. And we're coming into the realities of the glory. No longer operating in the Levitical priesthood or the sons of Zadok or any of the Old Testament crap. We're operating 100% in the priesthood of Melchizedek. No types, no shadows. 100% glory realities all the time. Perfect priesthood. And so the perfect priesthood of Melchizedek works out of the spiritual portal inside the stomach. That's where your destiny scroll is. Unless you live out of your scroll. What's your scroll? Your spirit. The Word of God written on your scroll is the Word of God written on your spirit. And it's locked up inside your stomach when you're born of flesh and blood in the curse of the fall inside the belly of the red dragon. That's why you must be born again. Nobody can complete their destiny. Nobody can fulfill their destiny inside flesh and blood. It's called the tabernacle of Moloch and the star Remphon. It's religion and rebellion of the fallen angels. So you have to start outside that whole system, outside the flesh, outside blood, outside everything made by human hands, outside of all man's works, which are sorcery, and you have to start in the glory of God, and you have to learn how to go from glory to glory. How do you go from glory to glory? Constant surrender. Living 100% out of heart, 0% out of the flesh of the carnal mind. Few people have ever done it, but those that did are like history makers. Even people that got close, like the Apostle Paul, are like famous. You have to understand, what you're entering into is legendary. And the enemy wants to say, oh, well, it's just, you're just a normal Christian. No, you're not a normal Christian. You're the sons of God. You're giants. You're heroes. You're the saviors of the world. That's why there's been so much opposition to this generation. You're the greatest sons and daughters of God that have ever lived. You're the greatest seed of your genealogies. And Satan has beat you up more than all your generations because your calling and destiny is to take the whole universe back from Satan and his angels. That includes all the stars, all the planets, all the moons, all the heavens, all the earth, the stars and the sands, Abraham's promise. This whole universe is ours through the blood of his cross. There's not one thing in the heavens or in the earth or under the earth that does not already belong to the covenant people of Jesus Christ. All of it's ours. The issue is we're deceived we're religious, and we're still submitted to the fallen angels out of bewitchment after we're born again. That's what the principalities do. They work inside your brain and get you to submit to their lies, and then you come into covenant with the realm of the dead even after you're born again. It's actually extremely rare to find a Christian that's not in covenant with death or with fear. If you have a covenant with fear, you have a covenant with a demon. It's as simple as that. If there's any fear in your life whatsoever, you're in covenant with Satan and his angels. And that has to be broken. Perfect love casts out fear. Amen. Because fear has to do with punishment that you're still under the law. But there's no law in Christ Jesus. Amen. Only grace. That's what the Bible says. There's no law. Only grace. So if you're not in that grace, if you're not drinking grace, if your mind's not renewed to the grace of the Lord Jesus then Satan and his angels can beat you up under the law. And most Christians are so defeated by the law because they haven't awakened to their own spirit. The time of awakening your spirit is at hand and it will get you to overcome 
the law, the curse of the law and the curse of the fall. Mostly simultaneously. You'll see them happen at once. It's not going to take a long time because it's taken a long time for you to get here today. <laughs> and now we're becoming masters of time. Seizing the zodiac. It's true. Seizing the stars. Seizing time. Redeeming the times. Oh yeah. Going so high into the heavens with our minds renewed by the third heaven rocket fuel in our spirit because your spirit gets built up and it lifts your soul into the heavens, into the constellations, into planetary systems, into stars, and it cleanses the heavens of all the sins of the fallen angels, of all the constellations, star systems that have been stolen from every generation through human souls. Because your souls are connected to the second heavens, your spirit's third heaven, and your body's on the earth. That's how Adam and Eve were created in the beginning. They're a three-part being. They're a spirit third heaven being, which is primary, and they're a soul second heaven being, so they lorded over the earth of their natural body. And the book of Adam and Eve says they didn't even know they had a body. That's how big the spirit of the third heaven was wrapping the soul of the second heaven. And now we're so imploded, we're so depolarized that we live mostly as flesh, earthly beings, when through Christ Jesus we have the resurrection to lift ourselves up into the heavens by faith and by grace and by love and by the word of God and by the spirit of God and by the seven blazing torches as high as we want to go every day to get our inheritance back and we will as a body of Christ we'll take everything and we have been we're pioneering it we're forerunning it but the more and more people are coming into agreement, more and more people are understanding what redemption and total redemption, full redemption and the restoration of all things actually is. Taking this universe back entirely, becoming the masters of the universe, the masters of time, the masters of water, the masters of space, the masters of every dimension there is. By the power of the seven spirits of God blazing through our hearts continuously. By our hearts completely built up in the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with zero brain, 100% heart. What's the function of the brain when the heart's built up? Because it's all about God. And God is only in the second heavens through you and I. That's how the fallen angels got us. Now that we're built up and we, ha we know who we are, we know the power of God working in us, we rise up into that realm and we cleanse our heavens. That's how the sky will reign the glory of God. That's how the heavens will reign the glory of God. That's how we redeem the times of 6,000 years past of all the influence of the fallen angels in the nations and we go back and clean the record of wrongdoing as if there'd never been a curse of the fall. People will get so healed in their bloodlines, they'll go back to first blood before the blood was corrupted by sin. We will remove the record of death from genealogy. That's happening right now. <laughs> we will cleanse the bloodlines and heal the DNA of humanity. That's what the Bible actually says in Revelation. Death, you'll be swallowed up in victory, Paul said. But it talks about how the beast, the red dragon, and the false prophet were thrown into the lake of fire. Meaning that everything the enemy's ever done will be erased and God's light will heal the record of wrongdoing, the record of corrupted DNA and sin in the generations. Where you can look back through eternity past and only have the record of light 
and no record of darkness. Darkness will be forgotten as if there had never been a curse of the fall. And you know what? Clearly you're not going to figure this out with your carnal mind. So you need to drink it. This is revelation for your heart. This is seed for your heart. You need to understand Enoch because I saw this vision during the worship time today. Enoch walked in this. Enoch represents extreme revelation, sonship revelation. And those that tried to follow him, the kings that followed Enoch, Enoch was called in the book of Enoch, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And you got to understand that was written before Revelation, hundreds of years before Revelation. Enoch was called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus Christ was not the first King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Enoch was, according to the scriptures. It's true. And Enoch had everyone on earth following him. He had the giants following him. He had the Nephilim following him. He had the human beings following him. Everyone, because he operated out of full divinity of the celestial realm. <laughs> he operated in the full power of the heavens and all the stars and all the moons and all the planetary systems. He had so much revelation, he walked with God and was not. But everyone that followed him that didn't have the revelation, that tried to do it in the flesh, this, the book of Enoch says, died and froze to death in the heavens. They became frozen. They froze to death because they didn't walk in the same path. They tried to do it in the flesh, what he was doing in the spirit. And I see it every day with multitudes trying to mimic us, trying to copy us, trying to be like us in the flesh, through the carnal mind, what we're doing 100% in heart. They're doing almost 100% in brain and they're freezing. They're freezing and they're dying. So you have to repent from brain to heart. You have to sacrifice the animal at the altar of Jerusalem. The animal is the carnal mind. If you're not bringing the sacrifice of your soul to the altar of Jerusalem, you will freeze. Because this thing has nothing to do with the flesh whatsoever. 100% to do with the Spirit. God Himself is Spirit. And your Spirit gets built up with the Word of God. Your Spirit gets built up most of all with the love of God. The love of God is the strongest fuel for your heart. The strongest measure of love. You'll feel it physically. And this is what's being released now. The physical release of the cream of the grace of the Lord Jesus, its ultimate favor being released into your spirits. You'll feel it's like someone crushed a, a, a half gallon of half and half right in your belly. And it just, it creams your whole heart. It's written in Job 29, 6. And my, my feet were covered in cream. The cream is the ultimate favor of God the Father. There is cream in the third heaven. Oh, there is. Anything that you see on earth came out of heaven. A hundred percent of everything in this terrestrial plane came out of the heavens. All of it. The fact that you have cream and milk and butter is because there's cream and butter in the kingdom of heaven, in the Garden of Eden. There's dairy. <laughs> there's big time dairy. But it's different because it's based on the building up of your eternal spirit and not just physical enjoyment. The terrestrial plane of the curse is the fallen angels using all the types and shadows for just physical enjoyment, but the kingdom of heaven is redeeming all of that for spiritual enjoyment and spiritual enrichment. We're coming out of all types and shadows. We're completely taking all of humanity and the whole planet Earth and the whole solar system out of the curse of the fall into the kingdom of heaven. And we're doing it by the release of the waters of Eden, by the four rivers. That's all you need. 
The last chapter of the Bible, chapter 22 of Revelation, is the river of life that restores all things and all times. It pulls the planet into eternity, where there's no type and shadow, and where there's no time, where there's no sadness and sorrow, no poverty, no sickness and disease. And this is the timeline of God, where the manifesting sons of God pilot the planet. You're piloting the planet. Navigation of planetary systems connected in blood covenant to God the Father and the Lord Jesus' throne and the river of life is pulling the whole planetary system up into the Garden of Eden above the curse. I've seen the planet come right up into the great shepherd's pasture lands. I saw that vision two weeks ago. We were in a meeting and they're preaching about something or other. I wasn't even listening. And I saw the Garden of Eden. I saw the faraway fields. I saw uh, Psalms 23, fresh, tender, green pastures of the great shepherd who soon shall appear through you before he comes to you. And I saw these green, these green pastures and the planet Earth rose through the green grass of Eden and was completely inside Eden. The whole planet will be pastured inside Eden. It's a whole takeover of a planet. That's why Satan was defeated at the cross. Since then, the planet has been moving in that direction. It has been. We've been on autopilot. God the Father's sovereign. There's never been a question of if, if Satan's going to win. I mean, read the book of Revelation. There's no chance. He was defeated at the cross. We've been on autopilot, and now we're entering the time where the planet actually enters the Garden of Eden. People will be fried. All the power of, of sorcery and immorality and Jezebel and witchcraft and religion especially is fading away. And it will be sealed under Eden for a thousand years in the abyss. You'll have the whole planet in Eden for a thousand years. That's what Revelation says. And Satan the red dragon was underneath their feet sealed in the abyss for one thousand years. It is written and will enjoy heaven on earth for a thousand years. So it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Meaning, you will cease from your labors and enter a seventh day rest. And that seventh day rest has already begun for some people that whose souls are that high in the spirit. Where they can no longer minister by reason of the cloud, and they release all of their angels to do all of the works of the ministry. Because that's how God the Father operates and you are re being restored to the image bearing of the Father. The exact likeness of the Father, the nature and the ability of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit all working within you as a Holy Trinity. You have the same power of the Trinity in all of your temples of the Trinity. You are filled with the Godhead and made full, Colossians 2.10, and have reached full spiritual stature. Amplified classic, it is written that you have all the Godhead working in you mightily. The issue is the renewing of the mind to what's going on in the Spirit. Can your mind catch up to what God's... Yes, it can. He's going to make it so easy that everyone can believe the truth, that everyone can start believing the Bible. And not twisting the Bible to make it dry in a dead letter that kills, to not be a nasty condemnation thing, but an awesome, holy, intoxicating thing. Amen. Psalms 23, his cup was supremely intoxicating. And it says in Psalms that when God visited the earth, he intoxicated it. He intoxicated its valleys. 
He's coming through the low places. He's coming through the Nazareth. He's coming from the bottom of the cities. He's coming through the outcasts. He's coming through the broken. He's not coming through the healthy that don't need a doctor. He's coming through the sick. He's coming through the needy. He's coming through the ones that have been so destroyed by this world because our callings and destinies were to transform this world and we had no place in Babylon the Great. We had no place in the great lie and the great deception of the potent sorcery of the last days. We didn't fit in because we were called and chosen and set apart to raise this planet as the priesthood of Melchizedek and as the sons and daughters of the living God into the Garden of Eden. And Satan and his angels knew that, and that's why they couldn't use us for their system when we were discarded as trash. Like the stone the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So many of us are like chief cornerstones, and we were rejected with the building of cities and states and nations in this world system called Babylon the Great. But since you're rejected by Babylon, you're accepted by Zion. And so you're building the new Zion, the city of God, one holy city. And everyone is royalty within that city. Everyone is a god inside that city. Everyone is a king and queen and lord within the city of new Zion, the city of the living waters, the city of God, the Almighty. Amen. The city of the Lamb. And the light of the Lamb will shine through our city, our one city. We are the city on the hill. And it will be the light of the world. And everything else will be put to utter darkness. All the works of Babylon will fail. All the pleasures of sin will come to nothing. All the sorceries and pharmacia of drugs and alcohol will lose pleasure. All sexual morality will be pleasureless. It will become a dry place and everyone will get thirsty for the waters of life and they will come to the temple of the Lord and they will drink. They will come into the glory of God and they will drink. And as they drink, they'll be sanctified. And as they're sanctified, they'll be glorified and they'll rise up in the renewed mind of Christ to be sealed in the Garden of Eden with God the Father's name written on their foreheads. What's God the Father's name? Love. It's true. God the Father's name is love. (laughs) His banner over us is love. And everyone sealed in love has the full display and nature and image bearing of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone that does not love does not know God, for God is love. It is written. And the greatest of these is love. Obviously, God is the greatest in His kingdom. Greater than peace, greater than joy. But all the fruits of the Spirit flow out of love. Without love, we're just a resounding gong. That's why we must grow in divine love. You grow in divine love to the place where your divine love becomes physically felt. It's called the eros of the Lamb. The wrath of the Lamb is when the love is so built up in your hearts that it pours out your souls and touches people physically. It's like washing people in the Lord Jesus' virginity. And it's not bad. It's like ecstasy. This is what causes all the sins to fall off the nations. This is what causes the great harvest of the end times. People whose hearts are so built up in divine love that their cups overflow into the natural dimension and it becomes physically felt by everyone's souls. What? 
the heck is that? And they'll be swearing. They'll be so irreligious. They don't know. You know, they're coming out of drugs, alcohol, bars, and clubs, and sexual morality, and all the craziest crap of Babylon the Great. And all of a sudden, it starts to rain this virgin love of King Jesus fully built up in a remnant of sons of God upon everyone's heads as it was in the days of Noah. So it is right now, and it's already begun to rain. These rivers are here. These springs are here. The living waters and the Eden gate coming out of our bellies are releasing and flooding out of our souls to the north and the south and the east and the west, and it's drying up all sin, and it's getting everybody thirsty. This will become the whole entertainment industry, the whole media mountain will be based on the living waters because there's nothing more entertaining. There's nothing more fun. There's nothing more pleasurable. Eden is hedon. Hedonism comes from Edenism as it was in the beginning, the maximum amount of pleasure. you got to understand, Adam and Eve were never even tempted to have sex with each other. And we don't have a grid for that because we're so carnally minded. But they lived in such extreme, drunken glory pleasure. The glory of God was so intense, surging through their souls all the time. It never even crossed their mind to have sex until after they came out of the glory of God. And then they were looking for pleasure and they could only find it in the flesh. And I'm not condemning sex. Actually, it's wonderful. You need to have lots of sex in marriage. Amen. Maximum pleasure and no religion in the bedroom in the name of Jesus Christ because it's disgusting sin. Get the religion out. Go crazy, wild, first love, bliss, continuous honeymoon, and it's holy and it's righteous and it's needed in every marriage in the world. I see sex within marriage in the spirit as a prophet as worship to God the Father's pleasure. It comes like rivers of love between married couples right as worship to the throne of God and the Lamb. I've seen it before in the Spirit. It's worship to God. People that live in marriage covenant that love each other and make love to each other worship God. It's an act of worship to Jesus Christ. It really is. Religion says, oh, it's not holy, you know. We have our fasting sex, we're fasting pleasure. You're demon-possessed. You're anti-Christ. You need to go after pleasure because you need to go after Eden. And you need, and in the holiness, in the glory of His holiness, and all the confusion of the lusts of the eyes, the lusts of the flesh. Yeah, that will come out too, and that will be sanctified. This love glory, you can trust it to sanctify you from all unrighteousness, from every little drop of lust. The problem is, is like the lust comes out and they back off from the love glory. Oh, well, no, I guess there's lust in it. No, there's lust in the human nature. There's lust in your bloodlines. And if you were to stay faithful to the glory love realm, it would totally sanctify you back through 6,000 years of generations to first blood and completely remove death from your DNA. So you got to stay faithful to the love glory, understanding that it's completely removing the curse of the fall from you. That's the power of divine love. That's the power of God. And don't back off just because all your crap comes to the surface all the time in the greatest glory of love. Love is the strongest, most potent glory that exists in heaven. God is love. It's the very throne of God the Father and the Lamb. It's the very headwaters of the Holy Spirit's power. 
So of course, everything that's not absolutely perfect is going to come to the surface. You're going to look stupid. There'll be all kinds of manifestations. People will say all kinds of sm uh, smut about it. They'll have mixture. They'll be into pornography and say, I, you know, I've seen it all, you guys, over the years. I've seen wife swapping. I've seen 27 people living in the house in the drunken glory 10 years ago, and they have a different partner. They're drinking alcohol, smoking pot, and getting drunk in the glory and saying, oh, we're all perfect and all this crap. We've seen it all. But if you were to stay faithful to the glory, it would sanctify all that crap out. And you have to understand the sanctification because nobody's perfect. And in fact, if you try to hide it, it just buries it down inside and the sanctification ceases. And that doesn't help anyone. Get it out. Get it out from your roots up. Get real in your root system, right in your glory hole, in your Eden portal, so that out of your belly can flow crystal clear living waters until you're crystal clear through your whole heart and your whole soul. Your soul needs to become a crystal clear diamond of the waters of life. Perfect Edenic pleasure pouring out of your brains to the north, the south, the east, and the west. That's what will actually whack people's souls with the glory pleasure of God the Father and remove lust and remove pride from everyone's brains. That's how they'll feel it when you stay loyal to the glory and let it sanctify you even though you look bad all the time because you're getting so sanctified publicly and your spouses are accusing you and everyone's accusing you because you're actually going into the glory and getting undone and getting it all out. Later on, you're so purified you can go back and save them all. I mean, that's what Moses did. That's what every leader did in the Bible. They got sanctified. They looked ugly in front of others because they got it all out and then they went back after they were purified and raised them all from the dead in the power of the Holy Spirit. So don't be ashamed of the sanctification because that's how you get purified to release the fullness of God the Father's throne. Without sanctification and purification under the Holy Holies, you're not really going to have much of a witness. And people have stuff on you to accuse you until there's nothing in you that can be accused and it's just pure love, crystal clear and sparkling in all directions. And then they'll start to feel it. Then Satan's defeated under your feet. Then Satan's defeated in your city. Satan's defeated in your nation. Next thing you know, you got a great awakening and a revival that never ends because people were bold to stay sanctified and faithful to the glory that was purifying them even though it made them look bad all the time. Amen. Getting more undignified. Why did King David desire to get more undignified because it was the anointing going deeper in him and getting him undone from religion. And the religious spirit there said, oh, you know, put your clothes back on. He's like, you don't know, lady. You don't understand what the anointing is doing in my heart right now. You see the outside, on the inside, I'm getting undone from the curse. And I need more anointing in order to kick my enemy's butt. I'm not going to care what any of these religious idiots think. I'm just let the anointing work. Next time I go on the battlefield, I'll be twice as powerful. That's the attitude of King David. I know this anointing is working in my DNA. It's healing me. It's making me a priest of the Melchizedek order of eternity. I'm working out of the eternal realm of glory and I'm removing all the curse and limitations of the fall off of my spirit so I have all my spiritual ability. And by my spiritual ability, I'll take my heavens back, I'll take my earth back, I'll get my inheritance back, and I'll cleanse my bloodlines, and I'll heal my nation, and I'll set this world free from Satan in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.